This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 216 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I am speaking with Tiberia Morris, who is going to be talking to us about how to build confidence in yourself through uncomfortableness. Now, let's be honest, 2020 was an entire year of being uncomfortable. So I'm hoping that you can definitely see how you were able to build your confidence and move forward in your business. We are used to what we went through in 2020. So now all we have to do, there's no big surprises that are going to happen. At least I'm praying that there aren't. But we can move, continue to move forward, knowing that it can't get as bad as it did when we first were shocked and the country shut down. We can continue to move forward and make strides in our business. Now, in order to do that, I have had a lot of people reach out to me. I had offered a revenue planning guide back in January, and I still offer that so that you can actually take a look at what your business should look like in 2021. I want you to be able to plan that out. So hop over to the show notes and make sure that you grab that revenue planning guide. All right, you guys, let's dive into this conversation. Welcome to the podcast, Tibria. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you? I am so good. I am so excited to speak with you. We were actually chatting prior to getting started a little bit about Clubhouse because that's how I found you. And I'm just, we were both saying, so excited about the platform. Um, will you introduce yourself to my audience and tell us a bit about yourself and your business? Yes. Hi, um, my name is Tibria Morris and I'm a native of Georgia um, by way of Atlanta. Um, born and raised in Georgia, haven't really lived anywhere else, just been in Georgia. Um, I am the oldest of four. I am the founder and CEO of Emerge Her and Emerge Her Confidence. Emerge Her is spelled E-M-E-G. Let me make sure I'm getting it right because sometimes I forget how it's spelled. That's crazy, but I shouldn't forget. But it's Emerge Her, E-M-E-R-G-H-E-R, like Emerge Her. And so um, that concept was given to me. I truly believe it was given to me directly from God. And uh, I built a brand around it um, where I teach women how to build and rebuild their confidence from the inside out, allowing them to transform how they see themselves authentically without compromising who they are. And so um, other than that, I'm a life coach. I am a speaker and also I am a self-published author. Um, My life has been a journey in itself. I have went through peaks and valleys and confidence was played a big part in it. And so Hence why I have or I got Emerge Her, but, but then I started, branched it off with starting with Emerge Her Confidence. That is not where I'm going to leave it. This year with all confidence, um, next year it's going to be either health and wealth and, or spiritually. Um, I'm looking at focusing on the whole her to emerge the her that has been trying to get out and wanting to come out and wanting to emerge, but because of situation and life and things of that nature buries her and 
she's screaming to emerge. So hence, that's why I created her or why I was given emerge her and emerge her confidence. I love it. So, so important. And I am really excited to talk about this um, topic of confidence. I just think it's something that so many women struggle with. Um, So let's start off. What is your belief about confidence? Do you think it's something that we're naturally born with or is it something that we learn over time? Um, I do feel that it is something that we are naturally born with. Um, And the reason why I say that is because when we are babies, as we're growing up, when we first initial, we have to get the confidence to sit up. You have to have that confidence to actually sit up on your own. And then you have to have that confidence to start crawling. And then the ultimate confidence comes in where you now have to walk on your own. And learning how to walk, you have your parents, just like you, you're a mommy, I'm an auntie, I don't have any children, but I helping them learn how to walk, standing them up, letting them get the confidence to balance themselves, and then, then getting the confidence to walk. So we have been, we've given it, we just need a coach <laughs> to coach us along. And that's what I, I feel like we've had it. And during the during our our journey here to Earth, it has always been there. We just have to then pull it out and uncover it and unbury it through the transition from heaven to Earth. And so um, I just really believe that we are truly all born with it. It's, it just takes us tapping into it and having the right coach to coach us along in it. That's why I'm a confidence coach. (laughs) I love that you talked about the support. And that was such a great example of that child, right? Like they're being able to grow and have that support from someone to kind of guide them along with how to do it. So one of the things that I think I've definitely found with multiple of my clients is that they'll say, it's like peaks and valleys, right? You feel like kind of the way you're talking is that you emerge from it. You are kind of buried by at times how confident you are in yourself, especially when it comes to something uncomfortable and something new. So how do we build our confidence in ourselves? I know for me, it took me, I once weighed, I was once weighing in at 401 pounds. I have since lost, um, and then I, I I lost some, got 375, and then I had gotten married and then got comfortable. And then the marriage ended, short, very short marriage. And then I um, ended up not gaining any weight, but but I made the decision within the marriage to have weight loss surgery. So I had did the gastric sleeve. And so confidence, it really starts with number one, admitting that you lack confidence lacking confidence admit you just like any person who is dealing with anything you have to first admit it to yourself this is where I'm lacking I'm lacking confidence in xyz I'm lacking confidence in myself I'm lacking confidence and then get to the root cause number two get to the root cause of what brought that on because a lot of times I know for me it was childhood I grew up obese and it was it was childhood things that buried my confidence that I didn't I didn't love myself. Uh, I didn't like how I looked. I didn't like the fact that I was fat. Um, I didn't like the fact that I didn't have boyfriends. I didn't. And so all of that mounted on and covered that up. And so number two, you're going to number one, you go back to number one, you're going to admit that you don't you lack confidence or you don't have it. And number two, you're going to identify um, where 
it stemmed from. And then number three, you're going to then assess your conversation that you're having with yourself, your relationship with self, because that is the, I want to say the chief cornerstone to confidence is because you knowing who you are and you loving who you are and you caring for yourself, giving you good self-care and the conversations that you have with yourself really creates that whole, gives you that momentum to having confidence. Um, I know I had to create affirmations. That's number, number, um, number four. Create affirmations. Your healthy self-talk to yourself. I have conversations with me all the time. And I do cover and, and I have a conference call. I have a come to Jesus meeting with myself often to make sure that I'm balanced, that my inner world, my emotions and everything is balanced and that I'm good with me. And um, I created a journal called Emerge Your Confidence Journal, which is a 90 day guided journal, which every day you write, you, you're tabulating. How do you feel? Because a lot of a lot of the, how you feel determines how much confidence you're going to have with, about yourself and with what you're going to do. Um, and then the next thing is have, like I said, have self, have positive self talk, and create your affirmations, and do it daily. And that begins to build you up to knowing that um, I have. What I did was, I have these stars on my mirror that I have affirmations on that. I am whatever. And I say those stars every day um, just to give me that boost to know that, to affirm me and know that I am, know that you are affirmed and you have to affirm you first and then other people will begin to affirm you, which add on to what you've already affirmed about yourself. So good. That was the question I was going to ask you is how are you doing your affirmations? What exercise? And that was such a perfect Mm -hmm. example of how to use it. And Mm -hmm. it's a simple way. So are they little stickers that you kind of have on your mirror that you've written your affirmations for? Can you give us an actual example of one of your affirmations? You don't have to share a personal one if you don't want to. I I got actually, you know what? I got one that I left off. It's a star and it's got, I am love. And the other one is I am worthy. My other one is, um, I'm trying to remember, I am worthy, I am bold, I am organized, <laughs> I am um, I am confident is, is another one. Telling yourself that you're confident. Um, I, I, like I said, I'm a life coach, I'm a confidence coach, and I'm working with my clients who, who have been told certain things in their childhood. It is even hard for them to say that I am gorgeous. And it was hard for them to look themselves in a mirror and say, I am gorgeous. And um, you have to, you have, and even though it may sound funny, but you have to tell your, your mind is going to tell you that it's not true. And that's where you're going to have to kick the mind out and say, even though my mind tells me this is not true, this is what I, this is my newfound belief about myself. Yes. I love that. I, one of the things that when my girls were consistently going to school um, before COVID, I that was something that we did in the morning before I left them to drop them off at school. It was always, awesome. you're kind and smart. And it was the last thing that they got before they hopped out of the car to go on their day and whatever was going to happen was going to happen. Um, so I love that. And those are such great examples that you use. And I love that you're also using the I language, right? You're not reading it off as you are. You're reading it as I. Mm-hmm. So good. So what are some of the ways that you've seen confidence affect women's lives? I think it, it affects 
especially in the workplace and if your career on in the corporate world definitely there um because we have this the ceiling that we all know about the glass ceiling and we definitely we won't go after a position faster than a man a man will go after a position faster than we will because we'll put all these things oh i don't i don't have a degree oh and we'll go through, we'll go through the through the responsibilities and start picking the responsibilities apart and say you know this something no nah, i don't have that i don't have that. i don't have that. not knowing that nine times out of ten they don't look for all this stuff anyway <laughs> they're they're looking for they, they want someone who is who can do some of the stuff but you also are trainable to do the rest. And so we tend to pick that apart. So especially in the nine to five, the the, the career uh, go-getter type woman, um, also the mommies, that mommies, some they, they put themselves last because they love and they give all of their selves to their babies, to their spouses. And they have those days where, you know what, do I, do you still love me? Do I still, how do I look in this? Do I look, we, we're, we're needing that, affirmation that reaffirming from our children from our spouses so it definitely plays am, are you confident as a mommy knowing that you were given those angels and they really don't know when you mess up <laughs> they just they just know that they just see you as mommy they see you as perfect they see you as beautiful they want to be like you and so but we in ourselves it's, it's our mindsets that we have to shift and once we shift the mindset to knowing that, knowing who we are, whose we are, and why we are like we are, it will then create a whole new world of confidence for us. So those are two dynamics I see that that can affect women and also body image. That That is a big one. We'll stand in the mirror and we'll say, oh man, I don't like this role right here. If I can just cut this off. I'll be perfect. If I can, but not knowing that the person that you, that you were blessed with, they love they love you just like you are, and um, we do pick ourselves apart. We allow media and all of these images and things that words and things to come in to taint us and our and our view and our vision of ourselves when we're so far more greater than what we're reducing ourselves at. No, I totally agree. And I love that you talked about the moms because I think many of us have struggled through quarantine and COVID and mm-hmm. or not even homeschooling, I would call it more like crisis schooling right. uh, to really figure out, are we doing the right things by our kids and how much are we messing our kids up during this time? Um, and then still deciding, like being able to run our businesses and run mm-hmm. the well, I think one of the places I definitely see it with a lot of clients is they aren't comfortable when it comes to selling their products and services. They're so used to creating content for their people for free that when they go to ask for money, they make themselves small or they make mm-hmm. them feel like they're not worthy of it. When in reality, that value that they're providing is actually holding those people accountable. They see the value when they actually pay for for something. It's like putting your money where your mouth is. Um, So I just love what you said. And I think that that's so very true. And to the point, and to the point to um, the content, I don't know. I don't know if there's a book out there. I don't know, but somebody needs to write it. Whoever's listening, you may need to write it. And you're getting this for free 99. Um, Confidence, the confident seller. 
I don't know if there's a book out there. It may be. You may want to Google it, see if it's already out there. But the confident seller and the confident seller gets the sale. And so as you're confident with your numbers, you not only are you just confident in your numbers, but you're confident on what you del- what you have delivered for others. You have to be just as confident what you deliver for others that you're confident enough to know that you're confident in what you're delivering for yourself. And know that know that if they got the sale, if your stuff works for them, your stuff will work for you. People just need you to show up so that they can see what you have and so that they can pay you for the knowledge that you have acquired because you're needed in the marketplace, you're needed outside of the marketplace and what you have, your product, your services is a gift to someone else. Just like you went and spent money on that gift this Christmas, they're spending this money to invest on themselves as a gift. So look at it that way and know that don't shy back from your number, whatever your number is, if it's 5,000, if it's 2,500, if it's whatever, put it out there. And if they want it, They'll they'll do whatever they got to do to make sure they get that gift that they that they wanted to receive. And I love that you used the word someone else. You didn't say everyone else. You said mm-hmm. someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think what people get this mindset of is when they go to put out a product or service that they're trying to sell it to everyone, mm-hmm. and then when it doesn't sell to everyone, they get disappointed and feel like they're a failure and they don't know how to sell. When in reality, if they just tried to sell it to that someone Mm -hmm. that created it for, that they knew was their ideal person, it would sell, right? Absolutely. What they want. Absolutely. One is 1 million. And that's what I coined. That, That I have, that one is 1 million. Because if I can get the one, that one will be the 1 million. David only needed one rock. The slingshot in a while. He just needed one walk. So one is one million. And, and know that your one is is waiting for you. And that one is going to be a ripple ripple effect to bring in the other millions that you that you're desiring. Yes. Ripple effect. Such a good way to explain it. Because it is. It's that influence that we hold. Like everyone, you're all listening. It's influencer entrepreneurs. <laughs> we talk about the idea that you hold this influence within your audience as being seen as an expert. And the ones that are coming to you are the ones that need you. The ones that are not, they just don't, you're not meant for everyone and that's okay. So Mm -hmm. I love one in 1 million. So good. Thank you for that. So let's talk 2020. (laughs) I feel like we're in 2020 still right now. We are actually tomorrow. Yes, New Year's Eve when we're recording this. So crazy. Um, But 2020 was a year like no other. And I can honestly say that I felt uncomfortable on a daily basis. I questioned myself constantly because things were always changing. Was I being a good mom while trying to crisis schooling? Um, And could I truly serve my clients when I barely felt like I had it together at home? Mm -hmm. How do you build confidence through uncomfortableness? And you know what? That is a good question. And how I see it is you have to refuse to be comfortable because it is in your uncomfortableness that produces resiliency and also balance and also confidence. And so you have you don't want to ever, ever. And I, and I force myself to never get comfortable because if I get comfortable, that lets me know that I'm not growing. And so if. I'm not growing, I'm not if I'm not I'm not effective. And if I'm not effective, I'm not I'm not serving like I'm supposed to be. And so 
refuse to be comfortable and get uncomfortable. And even though there's some uncomfortableness with doing what you need to do because of the confidence, if you do it anyway, you'll you'll have that confidence to do it. Just like my analogy with the baby. It's uncomfortable. We're trying to balance yourself. They're nervous. They, they need you to stabilize them. Even with learning how to ride a bike, you put training wheels on the bike. And the training wheels, sometimes they'll lift up so that it can just help guide you. So we have to be in a place to where it's comfortable, but yet uncomfortable. We have to have a balance of both um, so that we can experience, have that experience of what it feels like to be comfortable, but also what it feels like to be uncomfortable, but have the confidence in both and be able to move seamlessly through a life through navigating through your career, through your business, through your content. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are introvert, extrovert, ambiverts, and there are so many ways of doing and and putting your content out without in each of those phases. So if you're an introvert and you don't like talking on the camera or talking like me and Jenny, then what you would do is you create um, wording word videos, things of that neighbor or, or with word videos with your voice on it. So there's really creative ways for you to remain visible and you to be able to still make that impact that you want to make. Even if you don't like selling, do a PowerPoint, show the PowerPoint, have your voice behind it. At the end, you close the deal with offering your program, your services, and they don't ever have to see your face, but they just hear your voice. So just just be be uncomfortable being comfortable. <laughs> be uncomfortable being comfortable, but also in the uncomfortableness, still um have a support system that is going to guide, help, help you through it and take the steps, take the leap. Cause you never know what you are preventing others from experiencing from you. Your the way that you explained being uncomfortable and how it's the way in which you can have your growth, right? Mm -hmm. I can say as an introvert, because not many people would believe that. And I've talked about this before in the podcast. I'm very much an introvert. I will speak on stage at conferences when we do go back to not being COVID anymore. But I'm very much an introvert. And the way in which I have been able to get in front of the camera and do the videos and do the webinars and do all the things where I can give my gift of understanding how to teach is I made myself uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I pushed through it. And I think that that uncomfortableness that I went through was the growth that you mm -hmm. talked about. It's exactly what it was. And mm -hmm. when you're not uncomfortable, you become complacent. Yep. I actually just recorded an episode a couple weeks ago on that. And complacent is not a place for growth. So mm -hmm. that comfortable feeling is just so really, truly important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's just like the oyster. It, it, in order for it to create the pearl, it has to be agitated. <laughs> it has to be agitated. So good. Yep. I'm definitely using that as a quote for social media for this episode. Oh my goodness. That was so good. <laughs> absolutely. 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 All right. So I love to give my audience actionable items to kind of like, you know, things they can do right away from take away from this episode. Mm -hmm. What is one action they can take today to build confidence in themselves? Um, one action is, I think this is just very important, very important is to acknowledge that you lack confidence and where, where, what area do you lack it in? And then seek, um, 
seek out someone that can help you build the confidence in that area. Love it. Where are the best places to connect with you? Um, the best places is Instagram, Facebook, and of course, the new phenomenon, uh, Clubhouse, um, and all at Tiria Morris, and that's T-I-B-E-R-I-A Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S, all together, Tiria Morris, you can find me on those platforms there. Perfect. We are going to link to the, all of those in the show notes that people can make sure that if they are listening, hop over to the show notes, make sure that you follow Tibia all over social media and definitely if they're in Clubhouse to find you there. Um, as well as you mentioned your journal, we're going to make sure that we link to that because I just think that that would be so beneficial for everyone. Okay, Thank you awesome. So very much for taking the Welcome. time to speak with me and to talk to my audience. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity and for me to even meet you and to meet your audience. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for not this. This is not the first, the, not going to be the last time um, that I, that we work together. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. I am as well. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, there you have it. Tiberia had some amazing things to really be able to share with us. There were so many tidbits that after she said it, I'm like, oh, we need that one. That's such a good quote. I love that as an example. You could definitely tell from the conversation that she is a woman that has can bring so much value to the table when it comes to really talking about confidence, which is something I know we all definitely struggle in. So if you need to go back, re-listen to the episode, go and do it. Don't be embarrassed. Go back and listen to it. There were so many nuggets that you can take away from that episode. Again, make sure that you haven't already, that you popped over to the show notes and grabbed your revenue planning guide. We want to make sure that 2021 is set up to be the best year yet. As well as, I always appreciate it when you guys leave a review on iTunes. It helps me be able to find great guests. And I hope that if you haven't already done that, you will take the time to do it. All right, guys. Until next time, I will see you all then. Mm-hmm.